Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph Mo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie, I have a question for you. Okay. What is something that you did before the pandemic that you probably will not do now? Yes. Now as in right now or now as in moving forward? Moving forward. Moving forward. I probably, I know we've talked about this some and we're very fortunate in that this is an option. I probably won't go into the office as much as I did because I used to be like pretty much every day of the week, even if it wasn't necessary, I went in to the office. And outside of that, I'm curious to see if this changes, but right now, I don't think I'm going to have as many back-to-back plans as many days of the week where it used to be like, I would be like, you're going to this museum from this time to this time, and then you're going to go here from this time to this time, and every day was like that. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah. I think for me, some things will be... And I didn't do it too much beforehand, but like food bars, and I would go to the Whole Foods and they have that food bar. And I would mm-hmm. I would go to town on that oh, salad yeah. bar because they I love, they have chicken fried tofu, uh-huh. probably one of my favorite things ever. As of now, like, I don't know if I'll ever do this again because <laughs> it wasn't great to begin with. Uh-huh. I mean, the little uh, sneeze guards, that yeah. seemed like a great idea, but people purposely go underneath that to yeah. get to things. And I'm like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And the one exception was Whole Foods. And now I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'll be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. The automatic hugs. Oh, That will yeah. be uh, less likely as well as sharing drinks with strangers. And I say mm-hmm. this and like, if I got to know you, maybe the first time I got to know you, but about an hour and a half later, I'm like, oh, you want to try this? Right. I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Right. And the reason I was thinking about all of these things of course, there are other things that we're going to do that I'm not. we're not doing right now. Like right mm-hmm. now, I won't dine indoors. Mm-hmm. Eventually, will I? Absolutely. Right. But the preference is that I will be eating on the patio at all times. And I'm very excited about that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in Georgia, we only have like a month of where that is actually not too hot, not too right. cold, not too polleny. Right. <laughs> that we can do that. But mm-hmm. just the overall idea of going out and being a part of society again has me really, really anxious. And I know we talked about this before. And that made me think about how our confidence or lack thereof, how it's changed since after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know about anybody else. And yeah, like I said, I've talked about this before, but as we're preparing to meet up with people and mingle with people, mm-hmm. I'm starting to have a lot of second thoughts on whether or not I even want to go out in the first place and -hmm. whether I have the emotional motivation or strength to actually do it. And of course, this has everything to do with not just being a part of society again and just interacting with people and just socializing, but also my confidence in my job and in what we're doing. It has really waned, I feel like, during the pandemic, which is hilarious because we've upped our amount of episodes that we do on a constant basis. I'm finally getting to the point that this is like, Year three? Yo, I can't remember. <laughs> right. Year three of mm-hmm. me finally, you know, me kind of getting adjusted to this new job. But I'm still having a lot of anxiety. Of course, it didn't help that I clicked on to some reviews the other day and it oh, was no. not pretty. I know everybody got on to me, including Holly <laughs> from <laughs> Stuff You Missed in History Class and Caroline mm-hmm. from Unladylike and Tracy of Missed in History Class. They're all like, Stop. 
yeah. doing that. And I didn't mean to. I was actually trying to do it for work and I just ended up clicking on it. And of course, the word caught my eye. So I was like, let me let me see what this is. And oh, I was no. like, ah, son of a... So, <laughs> It was a huge mistake, yes. but I'm not the only one. So I feel a little bit better about this and a little sad about this. <laughs> and according to one research think tank, they found over 79% of women struggling with self-esteem or self-love issues. And it ranged from different reasons, such as financial reasons. Um, and yeah, we talked about this before, especially when it comes to Black women and Latino women. They've been hit hardest when it comes to the job crisis during the pandemic. And that same study found over 70% felt financially insecure and 71% have had their financial plans being completely affected due to the pandemic. And it is not all because of finance, but also due to, not surprisingly, the state of the world, things like politics, the pandemic. And for some feeling like they haven't moved forward in their lives, whether it's personal or professional. And according to one statistic, the lowest ranking in self-esteem or self-love is in South Korea, Saudi Arabia, and surprisingly France, while Denmark, Australia, and the United States rank the highest, which could be more about who was asked more than anything else. Always good to question those kinds of studies. And again, not such a shock. It has shown that people who are frequent users of social media are more likely to have lower self-esteem. But it's also worth noting that many of the same people have said they get more emotional support they need. And there have been many different reports talking about the overall effect of social media, especially in teenagers, when it comes to them using these platforms. And that's not adding the overall pressures of the dreaded Zoom meetings. According to a study done by Washington University in St. Louis, they didn't find a decrease in self-esteem, which I thought was surprising because mm -hmm. every time I open it up, I die a little inside. <laughs> they said, quote, counter to expectations, daily video chatting hours was unassociated with appearance satisfaction, which aligns with some work that suggests the specific social media activities rather than the total spent using it predicts body dissatisfaction. Uh, and the research continues, furthermore, daily video chatting hours was not associated with self-objectification or video chatting appearance comparisons. Though self-objectifications moderated the relationship between total video chatting hours and both satisfaction measures. So essentially what they are saying is they expected that to be a problem. They're saying that they felt that their self-esteem was hit, they right. all these things, but they really didn't care. It didn't really change. Uh, hmm. It just kind of was like, huh, okay, it happens, moving on. And again, like I said, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not one of those who feel fine with all the Zoom and Skype and any of these things. Because when I pop up the video, it shows me how I look that day. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't looked in the mirror today. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I do love is that I can actually just turn off the camera. So being at a meeting without being at a meeting right. has been really nice. And which, by the way, the study does point out that many of those who participated in these types of surveys did highlight that they really liked the edit feature or oh, yeah. that they could turn it off. And that's part of the reason they're like, yeah, I can change that if I want to. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time, before, I don't know, the first time I used Zoom, and I was just messing around with the like edit my appearance feature. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is where I'm not savvy enough. And I'm just like, just turn it off. Just turn it off. Well, I mean, it does reach a certain point. I mean, you got to have a, a light touch unless you want people to know like, oh yeah, she's got that edit my appearance function <laughs> cranked to the top. <laughs> I, I'm guessing, I didn't look into this, that uh, the purchasing has increased for things like the ring light, which a lot of people yes. have now. I have noticed that. I have noticed that. And I actually have one in here. I did not purchase it specifically for 
Zoom, but I did move it from where it was into here because I was like, well, if I'm going to be on camera all the time, <laughs> 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 might as well get the ring light out. However, it's facing my wall more than my face. So oh, not, no. not great. But anyway, issues of body image have been a prevailing theme throughout the pandemic as well. And honestly, yeah, I've been... Uh stocking up a lot on ponchos. And this is part of my now normal clothes closet Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm preparing for the Vax Girl Woman summer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, new fashion is cover up as much as I can with as much material, but that doesn't make me too hot. And Mm -hmm. ponchos, they give you the options of not having too long of sleeves. (laughs) I should get out my Luke Skywalker poncho. You haven't seen me in it yet, Samantha. I haven't. It's super cute. Um, (laughs) I love how people (laughs) always say it's so ugly. I'm like, oh, I think it looks so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I haven't had the chance to tell you this because it kind of just happened, Samantha. But the other night, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, texted me at like 9 p.m. <gasps> and said, do you want to come hang out at a bar that's near me? I'm here. And I was like, what is this last minute plan? And he was like, I know, I'm bringing them back. And I felt too gross and ugly to go outside. And I couldn't say that because then he'd be like, come on, you're being ridiculous. Right. But that's what I, that was my immediate like, I can't be seen like this. Yeah, And I I know a lot of uh, friends, women, particularly in my group, that have said similar things. Right. Yeah. One scientific journal found that stress and anxiety has increased due to people's ideas around body image. There is this defeatist attitude about what they should and should not have accomplished while in quarantine. And again, we see social media and a lot of fat phobic content that feed into this narrative. That, that's been a big conversation throughout this whole thing. Right. And according to the National Eating Disorders Association, quote, people with negative body image have a greater likelihood of developing an eating disorder. They're also more likely to suffer from the feelings of depression, isolation, low self-esteem, and obsession with weight. And that's, again, to say that this is this whole level of it's not actually what your body looks like, but it's how you're thinking on it and what is making you think on it. And again, part of that is this whole narrative that we've been talking about throughout our episodes. And I know a lot of women in general are talking about the fact that there's this feeling of failure because we didn't, we had all of this time and, right. and why didn't you do this? And you could have done this while you're there. And because we didn't or may have not have done it, we mm-hmm. feel like we haven't met those expectations, right. as well as that, it becomes a moment of obsession to it. It's like, why didn't I do this? Yeah. And oh, this is my fault that I did this and all these things. And I think we would definitely want to add negative body image can affect anyone. So it doesn't matter what you look like at all. Again, just to right. preface that, this is not about what you actually look like. It's what you actually think and process and what's being fed to you. Right. And as we talked about earlier, financial issues have made many women insecure due to the pandemic, but so has the overall level of job skill, which can lead to burnout. According to CNBC and SurveyMonkey, Women at Work survey that was conducted um, February through March of this year, 2021, just in case you're listening to this in the future, (laughs) at least 53% of women said they were suffering from burnout due to their jobs. And many experts report it's the usual level of bias and lack of fairness that many women have been dealing with for years added to the pandemic that is causing this increase of burnout. And yeah, this isn't even talking about the unequal responsibility laid on women in the household, which one report estimated at least 20 additional hours of extra work was added because of that household responsibility. Uh, Yeah, Amy, how many hours do you think a week you average for this job? (laughs) I will say it heavily depends on the week but it can go up to like 50 or 60. And in fact, I have a friend who uses an app 
where almost like you're clocking in, clocking out because we right. don't traditionally do that with our job. But just to keep track so I know how many hours I am putting in. Some weeks, it's much less for sure. But because of the way our jobs are structured and now you're doing that at home and those lines are blurred between like home life and office life. And depending on your state of mind, you might be working you might be working really early in the morning or at off hours, so you're not thinking of it in that way. And so it's really difficult to get a clear idea of how much it is. Especially, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like the hours just bleed together. And somehow, like, I don't know if it's the pandemic or stress. I feel like things are taking me much longer than they used to take me. And I can't really say what that is. Uh, I don't, maybe it's not even true. But it feels like I used to be able to get all my work done and pretty standard work time hours. And now it's like working weekends isn't out of the... That's pretty regular. Right. And I think that's part of the problem that we are uh, not addressing enough, especially when we talk about working from home, especially when we talk about salary jobs and why it can be problematic. Because when you start dwindling down how many hours you truly work, you're like, oh, I'm getting paid $5 an hour. That's... Right. This is not worth it. And as in Mm -hmm. fact, what you were talking about, why it takes you longer, one of the uh, workplace experts, Jennifer Moss, actually stated that, yes, burnout, which you may not even realize you have, often leads to brain fog, fatigue, and chronic stress and has made even small tasks like folding laundry or unloading a dishwasher really exhausting, which means it takes you a lot longer. And it seems really hard when it's like, I've done this for so many years. Right. Why is this a problem now? And especially, again, when we can't differentiate our regular hours versus work hours. And you're better at getting on top of things than I am, Mm -hmm. but you're not better at stopping. (laughs) Yeah. You don't limit yourself. And that is problematic for you. Um, Me, I'll give up sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it bleeds into my hour stretch over a 12-hour workday. And it may be eight hours, but it may take me three hours to do one of the tasks that should have taken me 30 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. I've actually measured, like, this should take me this long. Mm -hmm. It took me this long. What did I just do? And part of that, especially when I... This kind of job to me is so different Mm -hmm. because research seems so, like, college-like that Mm -hmm. I can't quite grasp professional versus research, Mm -hmm. which is... Again, very different for me from what I used to do, which I would go in and have conference calls and, you know, different things like that. That was obviously like a different level professional bits where mm-hmm. I would do a documentation of interviews when I would do investigations. It was different. This mm-hmm. researching things, it seems like it's almost, again, school-like, which meant I would wait to the last minute, but do mm-hmm. it, cram it within six hours. So my ideal discipline has gone out the window and I have regressed to really bad college habits mm-hmm. for this job. So it's really mm-hmm. weird. But on top of that, again, my confidence, I feel like is shot because this is something that this kind of job allows for a lot of people to critique it. Outside mm-hmm. of just your boss and ourselves, you have mm-hmm. so many people who have so many opinions that it makes me so shell-shocked that I feel like I can't do my job properly, and I don't have the confidence to say that I have. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it's a whole different thing, which again, brings back the whole like burnout stress where like, f*** it, I quit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and there's a lot we could unpack there. Um, I'm sure we will uh, in a future episode of just when we have the conversation of, you know, being feminist enough, or am I like, is my voice worth hearing? And then you get the critiques and then you get in your head and then you doubt everything about yourself and what you're doing. And then you have a pandemic and you're like, I know I could do better, but I'm so stressed. Right. <laughs> like just all this stuff. And I will say for me also, for the long work hours, 
this is something I thought about when I was going on a mental experiment of like, what would happen if I got fired today? And I was just thinking like, I do rely on work a lot um, to, as a stress, like as stressful as it is, it also distracts me from other like politics or it right. gives me something to do. So I use it in that way also. Right. So that that's another <laughs> aspect of this whole thing. And yeah, as we get back to whatever normal is, and many would argue there is no real getting back to what we assumed to be normal before the pandemic, it is important to measure how you see yourself as in taking care to not fall under the pressures and lies of unrealistic expectations. We do have some advice on how to care for yourself as we ease back into society. And as many of us have discussed, the the pressures of returning, how to deal with those, um, the pressures of returning to putting the job first in a capitalistic society. So here's one. Letting things go. Prioritize what you need and the best way for you to be productive. So most times you can't do it all. That's unrealistic, unhealthy to think that you have to and you you that's something that you can do. And we have to prioritize in order to be able to be productive. So that includes saying no when you don't have the time to do it or just if you don't want to. So if they're asking you to volunteer, don't say yes if you don't want to. If you don't enjoy it, why? Learn compassionate detachment, which is defined as the, quote, manner in which we relate to others when we allow them to deal with their own problems and therefore they're free to choose to become responsible for their own issues. Also, you could say it as you can observe, but not absorb. So not taking on those responsibilities. And here's a few ways to do that. One, retreat. Remove yourself from that situation. If it's not a situation you want to be a part of, or if it's not giving you good vibes, put down that phone. Walk away from that conversation. Go hide in the closet if you need to. Hiding's great. I love doing that. (laughs) Restore. Whether it's going in a quiet space like we talked about, taking some deep breaths, maybe showering to wash off that negativity, literally, or even a much-needed 15-minute power nap. Who knows? Reevaluate. Is this person someone who is there for you as much as you are there for them? you need to really consider what this friendship is. Is it toxic? Even this work relationship. Is it uplifting? And same as any situation, listen to your body, listen to your instincts. Which is sometimes easier said than done. And I'm actually really working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Taking time for yourself. So that could be things like going outside, turning off your phone. I just lost my phone. So I'm kind of (laughs) dealing with this right now, even though I didn't want to. She's been out twice since uh, she's been vaccinated and lost her phone. (laughs) On the second time, not the first time. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Give yourself breaks throughout the day. Even if you are working from home, step away from your workspace and stay connected. Find your people, stay connected with them, whether it's just a quick text exchange or chat Restore yourself with the people who know you and love you for who you are, ponchos and all. And yes, Thanks. Samantha, even though your poncho scared the crap out of me that one time because it was hanging <laughs> on a closet wall, you're still a great friend of mine. <laughs> I have you. It was my uh, wearable comforter that is uh-huh. a giant poncho, but it's the size of a tent. Yep. Yeah. Because it's also very, very thick. Uh, it looks like a person <laughs> just staring at you. It's true. That's what I thought, and it scared me. (laughs) But to be fair, I am easily scared. That's true, too. (laughs) Well, listeners, please let us know if you have any tips or tricks or thoughts. We love hearing them all. 
You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.